What's good, y'all? This is your girl, J-Rose. Thanks for pulling up to the J-Rose Experience Season 2 ATL Edition. We've got an epic episode for you today. Two powerhouses in the ATL performance scene. I sat down with the legendary Queen Sheba and the heavy hitter spoken word poet Milk. We answered the age old question of poetry versus hip hop. We also had some guessing fun during our off the top segment where we randomly chose a game to play. So get ready B, because we've got a great show for you today. Stay tuned guys, keep growing. Today's episode was sponsored by our good friends over at Stud Fit Nation. Shout out to their fly shirt. I know I'm looking, I know, I know I'm looking fly. Thank you. Um, but I'm really excited about today's episode. I have an amazing guest. I have two amazing guests. Our first guest is a poet. He's a community activist. He's an author. And he's just an all-around powerhouse when it comes to the poetry scene out here in Atlanta. So please give a warm welcome to Milk. How you doing? Hi. I'm so happy to meet you. I've heard so much about you without even meeting you. It's crazy. Um, a lot of poets are were all pointing towards you when I was looking to book people. They were all like, have you heard of Milk? You got to reach out to Milk. You got so tell me, how long have you been in the poetry scene out here in ATL? I've been out here since 2011. But um, when I first came out here, I didn't... I didn't know poetry was like that here, mm. right? When I would meet people, I didn't know certain people was been here for 20 years or 15 years or 10 years. Um, so I started off maybe like 2011, but I realized that I wasn't doing something right when I was on stage. So I, I got off the scene and studied myself and then came back on the scene maybe 2013, something like that. But I stopped for a minute. Well, yeah. what what did you what did you feel that you were doing? What were you doing wrong? What I was doing wrong, from my perspective, I was like, I was saying a poem, what I wasn't living a poem. I was on stage, mm. so I would just say it, and it would sound good, lyrically it would sound good, yeah. but I wasn't performing, and I want to be a spoken artist on stage and not just a poet. Yes. And one time I was at Java Monkey, and this guy was ready to get on stage before me. Well, he got on stage before me. He he did a poem. And I said to myself, I said, God, don't call me after this. <laughs> don't. Well, I don't know who this guy is. Don't call me after this. And I said to myself, I never want to have that feeling again mm. of being called behind another poet. And, and feeling, feeling like you're not. Yeah, because really, you could tell who put the work in. I don't give a, who. I don't care how many people clap for you, whether you're good or not good. Your common sense shows you who put the work in when they get up there. You understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, yeah. And I said to myself that I wasn't working enough because I need to be at that level or be in a level where as though whoever go before me or I got to go after, I'm okay. Yeah. And I just stayed up the state and just studied and did a lot of work at the house. And then when I got back on the scene, it was better than what I was initially. Yeah, you kicked that door down, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I know that something that's really important to you is nurturing new poets to the scene. Mm -hmm. Um, because there is a difference between poets and spoken word artists. Most um, so what's your take on new poets? Like what are the things that you do to like nurture them? One of the things I do for new poets is just let them know that just be them. 
Like, be you. And don't try to impress other poets. I'm not here to impress people who came before me or people who came after me. The yeah. only When I'm on stage, I'm in, on stage for two things. Well, three things. One, to impress myself first. Mm -hmm. Second, if y'all like it, I'm here to impress y'all too. And at that, I'm here to impress God. If I do those three things, I've done my job. But more importantly, I'm here to impress myself first. Yeah. I don't care what nobody else thinks. Yeah. If, I'm, if I'm impressing me, that's all that matters to me. And then the audience. Yeah. What are some of the, the like, the mistakes or, like, the don'ts that you see a lot of new poets do when they first come on the scene? Um, one of the things you shouldn't do is just, like, don't speak about another person. Because mm. you don't know who know who. You don't know who connected to who. You can get yourself blackballed in this. I mean, you can get blackballed. You can yeah. make it where as though you can't get features. You know, like me myself, I don't play that way, but other people play that way. Yeah. So you got to watch what you say. You got to watch what you do. You got to watch. For me, from my perspective, I feel like when you get in the game, you need to have a game plan. Mm -hmm. So if you hear, are you here just to do poetry or are you here to help the industry create an industry within poetry to help it lift up. Yeah. So you got to make sure that you know what you're in it for. You know what I mean? Because some people are here to get to a certain level by the standards of society and some people are here to just help people uh, 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 just feel free. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, you know, um, it's good to go on tour and do all these different things but more importantly for me, when I've had people come up to me after I do a feature shake my hand and look me in my eyes and say, thank you. Yeah. That's better than any feature I had in out of town. It's better than any feature I've had in town. And it's better than any amount of money people have given me so far to yeah. do this. So, you know, you just got to make sure that you know what you went in for and not let the claps trick you. Because mm -hmm. once you start, you know, once you start doing shows and you're getting features and different things like that, you can get tricked into being stuck by your set. Like right? yeah. one of the things I'm doing right now, I'm in a pro like, I've been saying poems that I was saying for the last seven, eight years. I've yeah. added new ones in my rotation, but for the most part, the stuff that I've been sharing, I have surpassed that two or three times, but yeah. I've still been saying that because I keep getting features and I don't have time to do, yeah. I don't have time to put into where I'm at the now. The new stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I would tell any, but one of the things I would tell the new artists is sometimes you got to take some time for yourself and just make sure you stand on the journey that you want to do. Mm -hmm. Because you can get tricked by trying to, um, not impress, but you know, keep the audience happy. Yeah. You know, keep yourself feeling good based on a set you have become accustomed to. Yeah. But if you got a certain set that's just a killer set, you could just lay on that. Yeah. For years. But, yeah. you know, that's one of the things I would, you know, I would tell any, and also I would tell the other thing is like when I mentor people, I tell them, don't tell nobody I'm your mentor. Yeah. So I got people out there that I'm their mentor. I say, don't tell nobody. Because the thing is, it's like, I don't want props off of your props. Yeah. I want you to eat on your own. Yeah. So, I don't want you to be like my little man or my little sis under the portrait game. I want, I'm going to give you the advice and you do what you do and you blow up on your own. Yeah. And if whatever you need advice, you call me, yeah. text me, email me, whatever. But I'm not here to take credit off of your credit because you was already dope before me. I'm yeah. just helping you uh, hop over holes in this industry. Yeah, you're like polishing, helping Most them definitely. polish themselves. Most definitely. How are you putting poetry on the map? Because I know that we were talking about this earlier you know, poetry doesn't get a lot of attention, right. you know. I wouldn't say I'm putting poetry on the map because there's a lot of people who came before me to put poetry on the map before me. What I would do is just say I'm adding bricks to the layers that was already here. Okay, That's the poet. Only... <laughs> I mean, it's the truth. You know what I mean? Like, you just can't take credit from the people who was here before you. Yeah. You know, um, even the people who before me, it's people who was here before them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we got to make sure that, 
you know, somebody might look at me like I'm this, mm-hmm. right? But you got to realize it's people way before me that looked at looked at them like it was something yeah. special. So you got to make sure that you give props to the people before you because when I when I'm older and nobody don't know who Milton is no more, the people that I'm teaching, if they if I'm doing it the right way. They will keep my name alive. Yeah. Just like I'm gonna keep people before me name alive. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, pay homage. Most definitely, most definitely. Because <laughs> it's not all about you. No. And it's that's not. the one thing about I try to tell young poets is like, it's not like you can't get caught up in you the shit. Mm-hmm. That shit is an illusion. Yeah. That shit fake. Yes. You gotta get it. <laughs> you gotta get caught up in we family. I rock with you. Let's eat. Well, let's not worry about the money. Let's just get to the next level. Yeah, you know what I mean. A lot oh of times, I tell people like, "Yo, y'all be worrying about money so much, y'all can't get to the money." So yeah. I'm worrying about the fucking money. We gonna get to the money. And if you dealing with somebody you don't trust, like let's say like this, let's say I don't trust you, right? But you tell me you gonna give me a thousand dollars, I'm still not gonna work with you <laughs> because I don't trust you. I don't trust you. I'd rather do it for free for somebody I trust to get a thousand dollars for somebody I don't rock with. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, we definitely do a lot of those mistakes. We we a lot of artists get caught up in the claps, like you said, mm-hmm. and the snaps. And sometimes the poetry scene is so full of love and support, but you know it's not always um, the claps and the snaps isn't always you fire. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's wow, great job for going up there Most and definitely. being vulnerable, Most you know. And but you still have work to do. You mm-hmm. still have to master your craft mm-hmm. and and polish yourself. Right. Um, you have a talk show. Yes, yes. It's called Yeah, That's Milk. Yeah, That's Milk. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Tell me milk. about the talk show. Um, I just basically interview dope poets and just, you know, some from, my, I've had people like hood raised from Chicago. I got somebody coming from Philly that I'm interviewing tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Um, I've interviewed Georgia Me, Teresa Somber. I'm going to ask Queen She before I leave. I <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like the thing is, it's like, I just want to interview people, and the main thing that I want to do is just um, let people know we're human, right? Because a lot of times when you're on stage, right, people get so, they see an image of you, and they think that's to complete you, but really that's like a 10% 10 of who I am, right? Slither. Right, and when you, I feel like poets are the most, I feel like poets can explain your thought process and your feelings better than anybody. So I feel like we run the world with emotions and the way we think. And I feel like if we get more people who do interviews and and explain your thought process and explain your feelings in a way where as though it gets spread across the world, I feel like the world will be better. Because I feel like there's a lot of robots out there. People who are carbon copies of other people. And in poetry, it's a lot of originals. Now, it is carbon copies in it also. But it's more. I've been. It's the most I've been around original people in my whole yeah. entire life. Being around poets. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, you know that's what I think. Yeah. Well, because poets are super um, multifaceted. I find that like people that do poetry don't just do poetry. Mm-hmm. You know, they rap, right. they paint, right. they do you know video product. They do like a million things. And not just that, they survived a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people I've talked to about just life in general that I interview. They survive stuff that the average person yes. can survive. Like I tell people anyway, I said like I got right now I got my shirt on right of me, like, and I tell anybody I'm the shit. I'm not I'm the shit because of what I wear, what I drive, the house I have, nothing like that, or the way I look. 
I'm the shit because I survived a lot of different things that mm. broke most people. You understand yeah, what I'm saying? For sure. and, and, and that's to me, that's the only thing that make you sh- you the shit. What you survive, your thought process, and how you move, what you overcome. Yeah. If you think you the shit for how you dress, what you drive, and insignificant stuff like yeah, that, materials. you in fantasy land. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> you in fantasy yeah, land. Yeah, because that stuff can get be disappear immediately. You know stuff. Yeah. And it will. Yeah. It will. I have a weird question for you. Ask me anything you want. <laughs> I'm a big shoe fanatic. Mm. I love shoes, so I gotta know. I'm asking all the poets, mm. what's your favorite pair of shoes to wear when you're performing? My favorite pair, honestly, uh, either these Adidas I have or these New Balances. I just like real comfortable, comfortable shoes. Comfortable shoes, right? I like real comfortable shoes. If I could, because I know people caught up image so much, if I could, I'd probably wear a wrinkled white t-shirt on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would, because I like being comfortable. The yeah. older you the older you get, I feel like you focus on being comfortable more than anything. Yes, you know what I mean. Of course, so I'll probably wear a wrinkled white T-shirt and some uh, some jogging shorts on stage. Yeah. That's what I would do. Like even right now with the yeah. internet, if I could, I would just wear a wrinkled white tee, <laughs> fuck this jewelry, fuck this shit, <laughs> and just just come up here with something like real word. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. I definitely tried doing the whole heel thing, but mm-hmm. it just didn't work. Yeah. Um, I almost bust my ass. I almost broke your ankle. Huh? Yeah, nah, yeah, nah. Yeah. Especially like you know, I get into it and I'm like, uh, uh no, nah, nah. You the meme now. You be the meme now. Yeah, I don't, that's yo. Not gonna lie, that is one of my biggest fears right. is becoming a meme. Like that? I don't ever want that to happen to me. Please don't ever meme me. Anyway, then they gonna take the video and cut it and make it a meme out of it. Now. I know, I know. Um, I know you got some poetry for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you wanna share that? Um. Can you yes. share? Yes. Of course. Yes. Yeah, you were thinking about it. No, my mind started going through the... You know what? When somebody actually do a poem, me, I go through the road. You're like, what side. am I going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Can um, you share with us? Yeah, yeah. Let me bad, share Bad, bad. We'll be right back with a performance with Milk. Sometimes I feel like the devil love me and God just don't fuck with me, see? What do you do when you call on God but it seems like it's easier to reach the devil? I'm speaking from a poverty stricken level. See, I was hustling with devils and fucking with demons. I would watch and drink my semen once I get it to believe in. I was fucking with hell and hell is hot. The devil me said keep going, but the God in me said stop. I was hugging a block that was my bitch. My only thoughts is setting getting rich. Not knowing that she was a gold digging bitch that ran through clicks and scripts. The more I got, the more she take the block with some pussy and I... I yawned for a taste. I was grinding so hard, I didn't cut up my finger, couldn't stay awake. Hit the top by the sound of razor blade make as I scraped the plate for leftover shape. Telling myself, stay awake, no rooms for mistakes. Pull, twist, stuff, bag, and burn. As I get my second win, think about the money I'll earn. Don't extend your hand, nigga, we ain't friends. Young nigga screaming on grown men and women. What you want? Fives or tens. Bitch start to grin with cold in her eyes. Swollen hands, trapped off her arms and thighs. White mucus in the corners of her mouth, scratching soles in her face. The bitch start humming amazing grace I have in my hand. She praying up like a plate. Begging for a taste like, I know it's good. Let me have a taste. I put in a place. How the fuck up, bitch? One here trying to waste. In this trap house of serving this chick, she's rocking back and forth. On this cum infested couch. Watching this witch with this horrific stench. Some things in life you just don't forget. She grabbed a needle and dope, let her a couple tears. Shuffled through the trash, wonder how she got here. Used condoms, broken glass everywhere. Bitch cough up, yelling brown cold like she has the flu. For the first time, I look at her eyes. Mom, is that you? Milk. Whether it's tax season, the holidays, or whatever falls in between, you want to make sure that you're being smart with your money. 
So go visit my girl, Queen Candace at the Queen Blueprint to learn how to gain your financial freedom. You could get a personalized debt payoff plan, a full financial overview, and learn to repair your relationship with money. Smarter Money Moves are waiting for you at www.thequeenblueprint.com or call 877-387-BLUE. Use code JROSE20 for 20% off of all our financial services. Welcome back to the J Rose Experience. I'm your host, J Rose. Of course, you know that because you've been watching. All right, I'm here with my next guest. I'm super excited. I'm trying to contain like this groupie excitement <laughs> inside of me. You guys have no idea. Um, but she is a poet. She is a an author. She's a host, curator. I mean, she's just another powerhouse that's out here in Atlanta. Um, I actually met her in New York years ago, and I can't wait to tell you that story. But without further ado, please welcome Queen Shiva. Hey! Turn up, turn up, turn up. Thank you so much for coming. Um, I'm gonna tell this story really quickly. Okay. So the very first time I ever stepped foot on a stage in my spoken word journey was at the New York Regan about oh, yeah. six years ago. Oh God, yeah. And I, I think that's the beginning of everybody's story. Listen, yeah. <laughs> I saw you there. Okay. And I was like, oh my God, she's amazing. And I will never be that good. Like, it was oh, just like, it was, it was so, it was like overwhelming, but yeah. it was like, you were so powerful. And I bought your book and um, I started following you on Instagram. And, you know, to me, I was just like, she's, you were the first female spoken word poet that I saw live on stage oh, wow. and it was like I was just like and there's wow. so many especially she, in New York yeah but yeah. I wasn't in the scene like yeah. that you know yeah. and then I saw you and I was like yo she's amazing and here I am six years later interviewing you on my show and it's uh, like I can't believe it all right and you mailed me your book and it was autographed and I loved it it was so nice I kind of remember that that's now that you said that I mailed it to you <laughs> because the last time I was in New York at the New Eureka was about six years ago yes yeah 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 yes okay. I was I went by myself okay you know it was one of those days because grown people do grown things yes <laughs> and and you know um I was, you know, I needed to do it. Sometimes sometimes yeah. you got to try things alone. Yeah. Anyway, okay. enough about my story. I want to know so much about, like, your journey as a poet. Where did it begin? Oh, shit. How did you end <laughs> up... How did you end up being such a prominent figure in the poetry scene? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I just... I'm a risk taker and um, I enjoy being vulnerable on stage and telling my story. What? And I hope, you know, that people hear parts of my story and realize, you know, they don't have to go through it. Um, Jay-Z said that too, you know. And but it's but it's the truth. Like you wanna tell the story, you wanna share, and yeah. I wanna pass it down to younger poets, not necessarily in age, but you know, newer newer poets, and then just be like, look, you don't have to go through the same sleeping on the train between New York and Norfolk, Virginia. Yeah. You know, like we did. Now there's Airbnb, now there's Uber, <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't have to sleep on the Greyhounds, you don't have to, you know, hop around couch to couch. There's so there's you know, there's different progressions and from where I started in the early two thousands now damn near 20 years later. So wow. this July made 19 years. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's fucking crazy. Like it when you is. think about it, when you think back, you're like, the fact that I've done something that long. I've even been kicked out of poetry. <laughs> I, got, I got fired from Slam. Like it's, it's so many crazy, ridiculous things. My story has been long, amazing. And what I like most about it is what's to come. Yeah. yeah. How have you been able to solidify like, 
um, like being relevant still, you know, because a lot of times, you know, people are in a field for a long time and then, you know, the new people come and yeah. people forget about the, the, the OGs or the people that like mm-hmm. were the trendsetters. So how have you been able to maintain that? Like, well, think about hip hop and um, think about hip hop and how anybody that comes out, who's Jay-Z with? Yeah, exactly. And anybody that comes out, who is Drake with? Drake now has 15, 18 years. I mean, you you think about it. Kanye, same thing. Well, he's being ridiculous. But yeah, (laughs) Yeah, let's not. Whole other story. (laughs) That's another episode. (laughs) Right. So uh, it's it's partially that and two, I have comedy training as well. And in that comedy training, the comedians are like, you always have to stay up on current events and you always have to know what's going on in your community, be the voice of the people. And that kind of crosses over to the poetry world too. But the biggest thing is to know that you're the consummate student Mm. that you're not always the teacher Mm. you're the consummate student you're always learning you're always growing you're always you know picking up things from here right now Megan the Stallion is my spirit animal (laughs) hello somebody and she just got the song (laughs) she did but it was interesting to me um that Cardi was third so Nicki Minaj was first, which I thought was very appropriate. And then Beyonce probably called her and was like, <laughs> hey, girl, um, you know, we both from Houston. We should make a song together. And then um, Cardi B was, I think, appropriately third. You know, yeah. I don't I think that if she had done a song with Cardi B first, not that she would have faded out, but it, it wouldn't have been the right power. Move. Yeah. 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 Well, I think they even though she's a little bit more in the scene for a little longer, it probably Mm. wouldn't have been a great look for her. It wouldn't have been. I mean, Nicki Minaj has been uh, a... She's had a Mac sponsorship. She's been a judge on... What is that? Uh, American Idol. Yeah, yeah, one of those She has more stable career moves than Cardi B does at the moment. Yeah. You know, at the moment. When Cardi B... I mean, what? She's only like three summers in? Yeah, she's she's still early. Yeah, she's still super early. So she's still almost... You know, uh, Megan Thee Stallion is. She's like two summers yeah. in now. You know is what I mean? this how you like? Is this how you look at artists when you first see them? Like you, you know, know, I I just have a good eye for. I'm not a, a great singer, I, although I try. But <laughs> I'm a bathroom concert singer. There we but, go. <laughs> me too. But um, I just look at artists and I just can see talent. You know, I've always yeah. had an eye and ear for talent. If it's singing, comedy, hip hop, whatever, because if it's good art, it's good art, and it resonates with everyone. And for the most part. Um, most people can agree on, you know, what is good art and what is bullshit. So I just see artists and I'm like, oh, hey, you know, you're cool. You know, we should do things. But I also, um, because I've developed relationships, it's easy to create a relationship. It's hard to maintain relationships. Even with technology, you still have to make the effort to to reach out. So I still reach out to my friends and I'm always thinking of dope shit. You know, that's one of my hashtags. I'm always going to think of dope shit. So I'm always coming up with things to do, even if it's for the moment. Yeah. Because I feel like if you have an idea, you need to grasp it, do it, put it out there, and move on. Yeah. yeah. Even if it doesn't go as planned, you yeah. just got to do it. You just got to do it. You, you Don't live, don't you, die with regrets for sure. Yes. I'm a big mm-hmm. believer of that. You are working on a book now, right? Yes. I, I can't wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on, I've been asking Facebook about it to kind of tease the opening. So 
Um, I'm on track to release about the third weekend of October. I'm just waiting on a couple blurbs to come back. Um, one of my professors from grad school is um, doing the editing for me. Um, Michael Harriet, who just got a book deal with The Root, he what? is doing my forward for me. Oh, that's yeah. so dope. Um, my Dean, I what number book is this for you? This is my second book of poetry, but I actually, I was going to say, I work at, um, I'm a professor at Clark Atlanta University, and I teach poetry poetry, fiction, short stories, oh and, and English cop. And so I've helped students publish their books. And so I have a couple of books on Amazon too that are, um, that are anthology, one anthology. And then I've helped, um, I guess, no, I don't know, maybe like 50 students publish their own books. Oh my God. So, yeah. Yeah. It's really kind of cool. How's that feel when you like see Very them, proud. Like... Because at first, you know, the beginning of the semester, they're like, oh God, they got to do what? And you know, they feel overwhelmed by the idea of publishing a book. Yeah. And, Cause and you don't know where to start when you like you never even thought about doing it. Yeah. And the really where to start is writing the content, writing the poems, doing the interviews. And so of course the assignments build up to that. And when they realize that that's the, the meat of it and they've got to just make a cover. I'm saying just. I mean, there's other steps. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> but we go through marketing. We talk about that and what they can do with their oh, books. Wow. And a lot of the students are already on social media. Yeah. You know, they already have their own followings. And yeah, so I'm just yeah. like, yo, put the book out on their YouTube page. And they're like, oh my God, I sold 50 books to my friends and family. Girl, like, we're going to have to talk. We're yeah. going to talk because I can't wait to be. I'm not published yet, but. It's about that time. Yeah, do I it. need to stop <laughs> playing yeah, games. <laughs> and I also feel like do what you feel, do what you want when you feel like it, yeah. and don't when you yeah. don't. Timing is so so important. Yeah, I'm a big believer. Your timing yeah. is important, not the world's timing. Ooh, go ahead, poet, mm -hmm. dropping gems. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you a weird question, but because you're a woman and I see you got some fly ass Hello. heels. Hello. <laughs> Hello. What is your favorite pair of shoes to wear when you're performing? Okay, so I, I don't know how this interview is going to um, <laughs> to air out, like if the your previous interview is actually going to go on before me. But I heard you ask uh, previous artists this, so I was thinking, what are my worst pair of shoes <laughs> and my favorite pair of shoes? Okay, what's the worst? So the worst are the um, Louboutins. They're oh my tight gosh. on my feet. Ow. They fucking hurt. And my ankles are like this the whole time. I feel like I'm in like ballet <laughs> toe slippers. I'm like, but I had to have five pair, you know? And so I had started a few Those years ago. Those are not stage shoes. I mean, I had got to a point where I would wear another more comfortable pair of heels and take the Louboutins and put them on stage and be like, this is what I was going to wear. <laughs> Just, they're just over here, okay? But so a few years ago, I started buying um, a pair every year for my birthday yeah. or like a special occasion. And living here in Atlanta, there are a lot of celebrities who get rid of their stuff in, in different boutiques. So luckily, I didn't have to go to the Louboutin store to pay $800 okay, to $1,000. girl. So you shop smart. Hello. <laughs> Hello. With the certification, all of that with the shoes. But but these shoes right here, and they're beat down. Like, oh don't get a close-up on my shit, yo. <laughs> but they're beat down, and they I what? love these shoes. Yo, those are mad cute. These are like Sam Elderman, whatever his name oh, is. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, I love Sam him. Sam Elderman. Yes, I what? love him. Love his designs. Yes. He's not paying me to say this. Send me some fucking shoes. Word, Sam. Hook yeah. up. Hook me up. So I love his shoes. They're comfortable and um, they can be anywhere from like a hundred bucks to like five hundred dollars. Yeah. It really depends. And these are those are so dope. yeah, they're partially snakeskin. I've had these for like 
at least four or five yeah. years. Like the little ankle is being fucked up You can't go wrong with a little strappy. You can't. You can yes. wear that like anything. Little ankle strap and like boom. You know, you're in there. So these particular ones are my most favorite, comfortable, sexy combination. Yes. Black goes with everything. And um, my... You always bring some sex appeal though. Like I remember when I saw you oh, perform. You. you were just like... You had on heels. You was just like, you had on this cute dress. I feel like you should always be yourself. Even today when I was thinking about what I wanted to wear, it's hot as fuck outside. Oh my God. Depending on when this airs. It really is hot It's hot, hot as, fuck. as fuck. It's like With disrespectfully the humidity. hot outside. The humidity is like 9,000, first oh of all. Yeah. So I was like, I was going to wear these shorts and I was like, nah, that's not Queen Sheba ass. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm always known for my skirt. This is Queen Sheba. Yeah, so I was sure. like, let me get my skirt together. And But I, I feel like it's important to be comfortable but be your biggest and, and brightest self and, yeah. it, and again you know I think as an artist as a whatever artist you are you should look at all art to gain inspiration from and um what's the damn name who is uh Simon mm. you know who's always talking shit yeah. <laughs> so he was like I remember him introducing the X Factor before it came out and he was doing a call to action, telling people to apply for the X Factor. And I remember him looking in the camera and saying, when you apply, if you think you've gone too big, go bigger. Mm. And I was like, Ooh, okay. Okay, I like Simon. that. Okay. Yeah. Next time I, I go shoe shopping, I'm going to be go like, bigger. bigger. <laughs> go bigger. <laughs> go more glam, more bigger, more you, more everything. I and love just, it. Yeah. Oh, look at these gems from Queen Sheba. I love it. <laughs> Um, do you have a poem for us today? Oh, yes, girl. It's been yes. so long. I can't yeah, wait. Absolutely. We'll be right back with a performance from Queen Sheba. Stay tuned, guys. Love. Love is a battlefield, a war zone. Love is a grenade, a time bomb, an Al-Qaeda liquor store, an Iraqi soldier, 14 years old and strapped. This is the domino effect with one guarantee. We all fall down, but get up with desert eagles, Velcroed to our wrists, fingers super glued to the trigger with a quarter and a prayer. Love is 70-30, not 50-50, and definitely not 50. While you waited for the hook, it was four bars ago. I only said it once so you don't get reeled in. My philosophy is your head is rocking because your neck nose is fat. Yeah, period. Watch for it. Try not to miss it. Here it comes again. They call it a hook because their next line is a sinker. A weight to keep them under. Underestimated, under distressed. They think your head is bobbing, but you're trying to catch your breath, trying to gasp for help. Here's another fiasco. I found a condom under a merry-go-round on a playground and asked God, what are we coming to? Of course he'd end up in prison. He's been counting hooks and bars since he was 11. Mama couldn't afford the tuition without the scholarship. Didn't believe in him enough to push for academics. All creative children end up on Prozac. What she didn't know is intelligence is genetic. On her first prenatal visit, her ultrasound revealed profound qualities and leadership abilities. Now they're seeping poison in her embryonic fluid, calling it prenatal care. But what they're preventing here is a chance for our race to finally end up there. Love is war and cardiac arrest. Where's my smoke signal, motherfucker? Where is my flare? Watch how she sway. I'm it, but you can't buy this on eBay. I got swagger like Katrina meets Titanic like. You can keep commercial. 
I'm for the people. Okay, you got a couple of seasons. I'm for the sequel. I already been in the source. This is the new game. I already been spoken words. So what you saying? I've been divorced twice, so you can call me off the chain. You don't catch me doing back bands with black sands, but I will take the backlash for all black women. You can finally catch the hook when you stop listening. Wait for the beat to change to tell you when you can chime in. It'll sink in like your patch for nicotine. The distinct difference is this test, they might want to end up positive. Yo, they mad at my stilettos. I tell them you can still be fly off the sail rack at the gap, but your shoes are a reflection of you. They should match your attitude. Shit, I'm as mean as my shoe game. They gotta check their 401ks before fucking with me. Ladies, if you ain't pumped about your pumps with shit, I don't know what to tell you. They mad when I pull up to the poetry spot in the six drop. Mr. Backpack and African Beads tries to challenge me. Says we're supposed to be struggling. I tell them I am. I'm listening to you. I rock like two teenagers in heat, foggy mirrors in the backseat of mom's stolen SUV parked in the park after dark. Don't talk to me about jet setting. Talk to me when you've been first class on the silver bullet from Switzerland to Cannes, from the UK to Milan, on a train with its back bends around the mountains bend, and you think you've seen it until you look out the window and you're two inches from the scenic. Your head is always in the clouds, so you miss the ocean spray in the morning. The sun sets in London. See, that was a trick. You're still not paying attention. There aren't any sunsets in London. The mountains in Scotland, the hills in Frome Brothers. Talk to me when you can pay my student loans with one check stub. And I don't mean then you can talk to me. I mean then you can talk to me. Holla at me when your passport stamps match mine. Until then, you're just another international local, not even listening, just waiting for the punchline. But yo, hip-hop. I got your CDs. I left them at home. I spot you 10 bars, yo. You couldn't take my throne. And yo, if that's all y'all got for Battle Rhymes, I'll let you keep my CD so you can study for next time. Boom. From the brand that redefines the chivalrous style of today's gents comes their exclusive Key to the City collection. I'm super hyped about this collection because no matter where we go with the J-Rose experience, no matter what city we're in, I'ma be able to rep for New York and people are gonna know where I'm from. Hit up Gent and Scholar to rep for your city, including keys to Atlanta, Chicago, DC, Houston, Los Angeles, Miami, New Orleans, Philly, St. Louis, and of course, New York. So head over to jenandscholarcode.com and use the discount code JROSE10 for 10% off your purchase of $50 or more. Keep growing. Welcome back to the JROSE experience. I'm your host, JROSE, and I'm here with my two guests today, Kushiba and Milk, and we are going to dig into two things that I love very much, poetry and hip-hop and their relationship. How are they different? How are they the same? So let's hear it. What's, what's, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Poetry or hip hop? Um, I will always say that poetry is the mother to hip hop. My partner and I run a production called Poetry vs. Hip Hop. Yes. And we travel all <laughs> over the country. We were invited to Jamaica and South Africa this year, but because of COVID-19, both of those trips are canceled, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, and always safety first. So we think that we're going to do... Um, the South Africa one virtually, and then just reschedule the Jamaica one. But um, poetry, I think, is the, the mother of hip-hop. Yeah. yeah? I agree. When you do the poetry versus hip-hop, though, like, who wins? Oh, poetry wins nine out of ten times. <laughs> because the hip-hop artists just aren't vulnerable enough. They just, I don't know, they... 
And they're, if they were convicted in their bullshit, it'd be different. But because I think sometimes they even question their own shit talking, yeah. it shows on their face. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they really lived the bullshit, then maybe it, you know, sometimes it comes across as a convincing story, but typically the more vulnerable wins. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some hip hop artists have won their rounds and sometimes uh, a couple of cities have won um, overall, but it's because the hip hop artists decide to tell stories instead of just ranting about shit they don't have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You spit too, right? You do, you drop bars and you do a little... What, rap? Yeah, you rap. No, no, no. No? Strictly poetry. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop. Yeah, strictly poetry. That's still rap though. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like, like she says, like, this is, I'd rather be with the, this side than that side. Yeah. But I know this side is the real shit. I feel like rappers copy off of us. I feel like oh, rappers definitely. steal our bars and stuff yes. like that and, and put it in and put it in songs. Have you ever had your bar stolen? No. I've had concepts stolen before. That's why mm. I keep my mouth closed. But the, the thing is, it's like, even if somebody steal your concept, they can't do it like you because once God give you something, it's yeah. yours. Mm. They can't pull yeah. it off like you. So I've had people steal concepts, but I never heard nobody steal a bar. But then, then there's also nothing's new under the sun. So mm. if 15 women write a period poem, like you said, they're all going to be different. You know? Yo, yeah. your period, that's the one you did <laughs> at the New Eureka six yeah. years ago, and that shit blew my mind. I was like, she got me looking at my period like yeah. a whole different way. Yeah. No, that was, that's, I like that you mentioned that. <laughs> um, which is like, well, obviously, poetry is like your first love, but no, hip hop was your first yeah, love. Is yeah. that what inspired you to do poetry? Yeah, like, like I said, when I first came out, I didn't know, I didn't know this world. Only thing I knew, I knew Big L, Big Pun, Biggie, Jay Z, Nas, Eight Ball, MJG, stuff like I love hip hop. Yeah, you know what I mean, but I didn't know about all the people that's down here. I know about the last poets, and I know about Gil Scott Hearn. Like, but yeah, once you into this world, you realize it's a lot of people mm. here. That's a lot of people here. And then when you when you go out of town, this is the thing that I realized. When I go out of town and do shows, I realize this is a special place. Because when you go to other places, I'm not saying everywhere, because I haven't been everywhere, but I realize it's a lot of monsters down here. And then ATL? Yes. And when you go to other places, you see they line up, you see they feature, most of the time, the people when I open mic, Better than the people who've been on features of other places. Yeah, I've definitely. I'm not saying everywhere, <laughs> but you just realize here's a special place. It's a it's a gumbo of talent down there, a lot. So even when you said people were saying my name, like one person saying your name down here is special because it's, you could be insignificant down here. Yeah. It's too many. It's a lot. There's a lot of poets. It's a lot. Did you? I think we have more spoken word artists than any other city in the world. Yeah. That live here now. And I mean, some people are transplants. I'm a transplant, technically. Yeah, where were you originally from? I'm originally from Detroit, but then I moved here from Norfolk, Virginia. So I lived in Norfolk for 12 years where I went to undergrad. And then I moved here in 2005, August of 2005. What's the, what was like the poetry and hip hop scene? Like, what's the difference between what you've seen outside of New Because you're from Baltimore. That's right. Right? So, like, what's it like, the poetry and hip-hop scene out there versus what you see out here in, like, ATL? No, Baltimore is where I did Gallery 409 and Charles Street and, jeez, uh, I met, uh, what's the name of that band that's from uh, Baltimore? Um, with, uh, what's her name? They're super famous. Why am I forgetting their name? Anyway. <laughs> 
Go put me on the spot. He's like, I don't know. I don't know who they are. He's like, I'm trying to read your yeah, mind. Yeah. I don't know. What What about you? Um, for us, a portrait scene, like I said, like, I was, I was writing that time back home, but I wasn't sharing it. I didn't know this was like this. Yeah. I would just write, put in a book, write, put in a book. And then one day somebody was like, I shared it with somebody. It was like, what you doing with this? I'm like, nothing. And when I moved here, that's when I started going to the shows here. And I realized this is different than what you think it is. Yeah. So even like a lot of times I feel like they try to manipulate people to not go into poetry. Because if you, it's no way you can come see poetry and say you don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to see a dope show with B-Rock, Sincere. Uh, you might see Queen Sheba. You might see fucking uh, Ed Mabry. You might see Georgia Me. You might see Miss Carter. It's no way you can see this range of just different people and say, I don't like poetry. Mm-hmm. It's impossible Or that they can connect. There's enough poets here where people can resonate with someone. I might not be everybody's cup of tea. Mm-hmm. He so, might not be everybody's cup of tea, but somebody's going to resonate with somebody. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. I have to admit, like, when I was booking guests for the show down here, it was a lot easier than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, because there was so many people to contact. Yeah. Um, I reached out to over 30 people, and I was able to lock in, like, you know, what, you what I thought was awesome was when you put the the call out on Instagram or Facebook? I think it was Facebook. Facebook. And people tagged me. And I hit you, like, just blindly. And I was like, oh, we already have this. Yeah, I'm like, you already, already have good, this. Girl. <laughs> already. This is already, like, a yes. thing. Because I was supposed to come to New York. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Think, you see how, like, you know, it's so funny when you try to plan something and it doesn't always play out the way you want it to play yeah. out. But I'm glad that I was able to at least come down here um, to an interview. But I think, yeah, ATL definitely has a lot of poetry. And even hip-hop artists, too. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of rappers out here. Well, because the South is king right now. You know, New York is not king anymore for hip-hop artists, so... Yeah, but I mean, because I'm in the scene and I'm in, I'm yeah. doing the events, I'm in the open mic scene. Like I get to see a lot of like undiscovered talent yes. in New York. So yes. New York has a lot of like really dope lyricists and poets too. Yeah. Um. But I think that yeah, New York and ATL probably for me are like the top, you know, mm-hmm. top top notch when it comes to just talent alone. Like, yeah. you know, they could you could be a poet, you could be a spoken word artist, but like, are you nice? Yeah. You know. I think when you from here, Royce, he's Royce, nice. Royce the 5'9". Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> Royce, nice. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's he like, nice. wait, who's that guy? Yeah, named, yeah. This guy named, I think his name is Izell. He nice. Mm. Both of them from Detroit. He nice. Yeah. What po- what rapper is more a poet than a rapper? I would say J Electronica. If you listen to that J Electronica, oh. Jay-Z album, I would mm-hmm. say that him. From my thought process. If you listen to that album... Not Jay Z bars, but Jay Electronica is more poetry than 
any any album I heard was mm. hip hop. So it'll be hip hop. I don't know if he's more a poet, but I like that Kendrick Lamar dabbles in it. Mm. Yeah, I like. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's more a poet than a hip hop artist. Um, and then he's from Compton, right? Yeah, from LA. Yeah. So I mean, he has that. He has that real life, the real experience, experience yes. with him that he's telling the story. And I'm sure he's gone to poetry events. Yeah, like, there's no fucking way that he hasn't been to the poetry lounge yeah. out there or the fly poet or whatever else is popping new yeah. moon out there you know so yeah i, I love uh kendrick lamar I, I wanted to be his girlfriend for a long time <laughs> <laughs> he's been with his woman for years so <laughs> there goes that train there goes that yeah yeah oh my gosh i think i would change my answer to wale wale oh he's changing he always his answer he, always <laughs> he complained a lot don't he Yes! I don't like that shit. <laughs> Yo, just work, bro. Just work. So just work, bro. He is ungrateful <laughs> than a motherfucker. <laughs> just work. Oh my god, he fucking complains. I know. So that's why I want to say because he does. I'm, I was like, I was going through the whole. Should I say this? Fuck that shit. <laughs> I, I, he he's complained so much over the last decade. I just am like, fuck you. I don't even want to listen to you or read your tweets anymore because I'm like, you're ungrateful as shit. If you don't fucking want to do it, Wale, pass it on to the next motherfucker. And then the other thing he complained about, like, he complained like, (laughs) he did, he complained like this. He was like, if somebody in a position that he want, he'd be like, yeah, y'all like J. Cole and da, da, da. Like, yo. Oh, J. Cole's another... Yeah, Cohen. I think he's like a full yeah, yeah, yeah. rapper. There's yeah. even like um, and his mean, voice he... has changed. Am I tripping? Or did Jay J Cole's voice get deeper and raspier over uh, the? Maybe he's getting Compared maybe he's drinking a lot, maybe or something. Smoking, smoking or something. I kind of like the deeper raspier. I do like. Of it course, too. I love his hair. Like I'm on the way, Jay. Come Hell on, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think um, Juice World he passed oh, away, yeah. but I felt like his music was super poetic. Yeah. Um. But let's let's play a game, okay? Okay. Because it's time for off the top, and it's our random game segment where we pick a game and we play. We could either end up creating something or we could just be playing the game. Y'all okay. ready for that? Ready. Right. All right, bet. Oh. All right, all right, all right. All right, milk. Will you do the honors, sir? Uh, I think I'm gonna go with. This Started one. from the bottom. Now we here. <laughs> Oh, yeah. how appropriate. Hip hop, guess who? Hip hop, guess who? I love oh, this shit. game. Okay, we'll be right back with our hip hop encyclopedia so we can play hip hop, guess who? From the artist that brought you the debut solo album, Gemini, comes a new EP. Jay Bada presents his sophomore solo project titled Indian Summer The Prologue. Written and produced during one of the most unique and impactful years of our existence, 2020. Check out this EP full of good intentions, positive lyrics, and a unique flow. Listen from your favorite streaming platform today. For more music from Jay Bada, follow him on IG at Jay Bada Music. We're back, and we have the book. And we're ready to play. It's a big-ass book. It is a big It weighs more than a small child, I'm telling you right now. Yes. All right. We almost needed a second Did you have car. to check that? No. <laughs> we drove. And we, <laughs> oh, we, <laughs> we almost needed a trolley to like add yeah. it, to attach it to the to the car to bring this. All right, I'm ready. Is it a woman? No. Fuck. Is it non-binary? <laughs> 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 Are they non-binary? No. No. <laughs> um, are you from the West Coast? No. So a man is 
Eat. Oh, wait. Are they from the South? Yes. Whoa, a man from the South. Wait, does our guess of who it is count as one of the ten questions? No. Okay. <laughs> She's like real specific. <laughs> is it, is it uh, Andre 3000? Oh, my God. What the fuck? <laughs> um, I mean, kind of, yeah. <laughs> kind of? Okay. Outcast! <laughs> You know, I didn't say group, so yeah, it could have been more than. More than <laughs> I'm like, I mean, who fuck? else from the south? You know, how the fuck did she? Get <laughs> that was funny. I thought I was gonna suck at this. That was pretty good. No, she was like, I'm gonna lose. I'm like, <laughs> first no of losing. all, it's not a competition. It's America, there's no losing. Everybody wins. Yes, Everybody gets no the medal. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, all right, all right. You gotta get this one, Mills. Come, come on. on, come on. You first. Okay. Um... I mean to touch you. Can I touch you? You know you gotta ask I, people these I'm days. I'm going to poetry Illuminati uh, um, motherfucking HR for touching me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. He I, called I, I was wondering where that was going. I was like, the Illuminati. Illuminati. Like HR. Like, yo. I felt molested on. It's on camera, too. <laughs> oh, shit. I'll just fuck with you, good. Okay. Come on. What um, you got? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, I'll cast. No! <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> I wish you could see Is it a woman? No. Okay. Is it a group? No. Are they from the South? No. Are they from New York? I think so. Damn, you don't even know. <laughs> yes. Okay, we would know them from New York. Yeah, yeah. And it's a group? Oh, he's, no. Uh, not from New York, but we know him. them through New York. Yeah, we know that person through New York. So it's a him. Him, him. yeah, I fucked it up. Chief yeah. No. No, what the fuck? What the fuck? He was from he New York born, He was born in New York. No. But no yeah, yeah, but we would know him from New York. I do. Because <laughs> I know my history. Okay. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> You're nasty touch me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, so it's a man. It's a man. Not a group from New York. Well, we know well, that. Well, known, but yeah. From known New, York. New York. They weren't born in New York. No. Gotcha. So they're New York hip hop. That's where we yes. know them from. Okay. Definitely. Uh, is it Biggie? No. Um, are they black? Yes. Okay. Come on, Mel. Ask I'm thinking in my mind like, who is from New York? Is it Jay Z? No. It can't be Jay. Well, he's from. Think New York more too. old school. Oh, okay, okay. Big Daddy Kane. No. Rock are they from the '90s? Someone, you, you gotta, gotta narrow it down. Are oh, they from yeah. the '90s? Ask questions. No, a little earlier. The '80s. Who the um, fuck knows them? Something like that. <laughs> yeah, like late 80s, early 90s. All right. It's a guy. Yes. I'm a solid Nick. Cool G rap. Slick rip. No. Big Daddy K. <laughs> 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 oh, I already say, see? Hey, Slick Rick. And he was born in London. He was born in London. Victor Rula. He was born in London. Just so y'all know. That was a good question. All right. That was good. That was good. I would have never thought. Next one. This better be a woman. We oh. need two guys. All right, yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Is it salt and pepper? <laughs> they are in this book, actually. Um, All right, find somebody else. My let me too. find a, a lady. Let me find a lady. I found a lady, but she's not a rapper, so I didn't want to throw you off. Oh, I saw her hair. That was MC Light. <laughs> <laughs> Stop looking. MC, um, MC Light has had the same hairstyle since 82. 
All love to MC Light though, okay? Yes. All love to so DJ MC Light. I, mean, I got to meet her once, she was great. I had her phone number for a while, we were cool, and then she changed her phone number. I'm like, <laughs> not fucking tell me she changed her phone number. She didn't. <laughs> new phone, who this? Right, exactly. Um, all right. Okay. All right, so it's a woman. Yes. Is she black? Yes. Um, is she from New York North-ish? I don't think so. 80s is, or 90s era? Definitely 90s. 90s. Are, is there music from the South? Like, will we know the music from the South? Um, she was like everywhere. Queen Latifah? No. She's from Jersey, isn't she? Yeah. Oh, so is she from the South? Um, I don't know where she's from. Yeah. The she's South. from the South? Yeah, she's from the South. Oh, shit. Tr- Trina? No. <laughs> hey, that was good. That was a good that guess. That was a good guess. Yeah, that was a good guess. She ain't from the 90s. Or early 2000s. Kind of. Yeah, she yeah. From the 90s? Nah, she yeah. was like... She because was, Lil' Kim... She was Lil' Kim was like the 90s. No, not Lil' Kim. But she's from the North anyway. Yes, so we yes. said the South. The South. Black woman. Is it a group? No. Is it Kaya? No. Okay. Hell no. <laughs> Kaya wouldn't be in that fucking book. <laughs> I don't know. Kaya would not make the black book. I don't know. You know that <laughs> one goddamn song. This is true. <laughs> this is true. But, but they give everybody props down in hip hop. It seemed like she was mm. like a. She was like she put Roxanne. Lot, no, she put a lot of people on though. She put a lot. She of put people. people on like she was one of those. The only person I know put a lot of Queen Latifah. She put a lot of people. Yeah, on. she definitely put a lot of people on. Other than her, <laughs> she does a lot. She does. Queen Sheba. No, no not a hip hop artist. I know, I know. She's also she can also sing, but we're, she's Lauren more Lauren known, she's more known for rapping. No, yeah, she's from the north too. She's we won't fail on this one, y'all. So from the south, a woman black put a lot of people on. Yeah, can I phone a friend? Can you? Phone her? <laughs> um, damn. Um, she was known for having some really dope music videos like that was like missy elliott yes. hey, 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 hey. that is the south when i thought of south though i thought of below virginia so yeah okay yeah so virginia that one another part of my once you said music video i knew it was oh sorry what the hell you did going to corporate hr abuse <laughs> abuse i'm getting touched and beat up well that was fun i really like that you guys are good too What's the name um, um it's called Hip hop, a culture odyssey. It's actually, um, I believe it's it on like Amazon. No, I'm just no, I, <laughs> I bought it at like Macy's, and it's a it's a Sean Puffy. Oh, okay. Combs book. Yeah, that's that's one of those coffee. Yes, tables. I bought three yeah. of them. One is like sealed off, and the other one, is, this was Jesus. for the coffee table, but we yeah. used it. So we you know, to be dope. What? A poetry version of that. That would be fire. Yeah, that would be. That'd be dope. Yeah. Tell Asia to make that shit. <laughs> I got one last question for okay. you guys before we say goodbye. And I ask this to every guest on the show. I have this belief that creative people are like human be- mutants. We're like superheroes. We do things that other people cannot even fathom to do. So I want to know what's your superpower? Me? Both of okay. you. <laughs> I, would my, I, would say, I would say my superpower would be the ability to write from just like living certain things and also seeing people. I could see a person and just write their story and I don't even know them. And it might not be their story, but that's the energy I get from mm. So I would say my ability, my, my superpower is that and also creating content. Like I have a lot of ideas that so important to the point where it's though I'm not even a proud enough an idea yet because I know 
it's nothing compared to what's in my head. So that would say that's my superpower, content, creating different types of content. Love that. Yeah. What's yours? Um, I believe that my superpower is once I see a vision, um, going through it, uh, going through with it, going through it, that might not have been a Freudian slip, going <laughs> through it, going through with it, and it bringing it to life. So once I see it, making it happen. Yeah. So kind of like the power of now, the secret. Yeah. Like once manifestation. You, manifestation. Like once I see it, it's going to happen. Period. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Having that type of vision is, is a superpower. And it bothers me, even if, even if it's small. Like, small thing, my birthday is Tuesday. I was like, oh, I should have a porch party. I should have just drinks. Like, just BYOB, yeah. have some lights on the porch, and have people over. It will bother me if I don't do it. And that day, <laughs> I will, like, want to stab myself in the throat. Stop. Like, yeah, like, why didn't you do it? That's stupid. Why did you go against what your you first mind, what, you're, what you wanted? Because you don't know what could have come of that and what that yeah. spiral is going to create. Oh, I love Even it. Even if oh. it's peace and harmony. It yeah. doesn't have to be a, a materialistic thing that comes from that. It could be self-awareness. It could be anything. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a great superpower. And so you're, you're a Leo vision. too? Come on, gang what? gang. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> My birthday was on a few days ago. Yay! Happy Thank Leo <laughs> season. We are the best. Sorry. Just realize Leo's touchy. <laughs> <laughs> We're, We're a little your, touchy. When's your birthday? Me, Sag. Oh, you a Sag. Uh, yeah. Sag, so we get along you with that. You feisty, but you yeah. cool. We yeah, like you. We like you. Yeah. All right, guys, this was fun. This yes. was great. But I want you guys to tell the audience where they could find you. <laughs> you can find me at Yeah This Milk, all platforms YouTube, Instagram, anything you want to look for me. Yeah This Milk. That's the Baltimore. That's the Baltimore. That's the wire. Like, I don't like thinking about you, the wire. I'm sorry. It's funny you said the wire. Like, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go get the first book, Yeah This Milk. If you want to really know what Baltimore is like, get my book, Yeah This Milk. It's the most uncomfortable book you ever read, and it was my life and some of the people I grew up with. A lot of them are dead, a lot of them in jail. Read that book. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, money back. Just hit email me and say, yo, I don't like this book, and I got you. Oh, what does shit. milk mean? Make your intelligence look cool. Ooh, I like that. Can I get some? Now we got touch consent. Hello. I, hey, hey, okay. <laughs> show me, show I'm good. That was make intelligence look cool. Cool. I like I that. Like yeah, very cool. Where can our audience follow you? All my social media as well is the Queen Sheba. Please put T H E spelled correctly because I'm black. <laughs> the Queen Sheba on YouTube, Instagram, anything that you can imagine. Facebook if you're over 40. And <laughs> I don't have TikTok because I have Instagram stories. So I feel like it's the same thing. But um, I also have a book on Amazon called From Foster Care to Fame. So please buy that. It's short stories and long poems that I don't get to perform often um, on stage, such as the period poem, page 70. Such and, a good poem. <laughs> and um, I'm coming out with a book called Clemency, Accepting the Apologies You Cannot Receive. So, I need that. Yes. <laughs> Learn, yeah, learning to accept the apologies that you will never receive that is. Yes, guys, make sure you follow these amazing people, these powerhouses. They're super creative. They're doing so much shit for the creative community. They're for the creative Aww, community. So sweet. please follow them. They're really dope. Oh, and um, I'm coming out with a rock album. I forgot. A rock album? Was, yeah, because I can't sing, so I said, fuck it, I'm going to do a rock album. I'm just going to scream. Yeah, I'm just going to scream and like use the, what is that thing called? The, uh, auto-tune. The, the auto-tune. Yeah, yeah. So my <laughs> rock album is called The Fuck It Pill, which I'm going to... Yeah. <laughs> It is called, yeah, it's called title. the fuck it pill. 
And um, for every rock song, there is going to be a hip hop artist on there. And I have a song on there called Truth Hurts 2.0 that is LGBT inspired from yes. Lizzo's Truth Hurts song. Oh, so, I yeah. love it. <laughs> See, they do it. So follow them, guys, please. Yes. And of course, follow us on the gram, J Rose Experience. Tune into all our episodes on the Rose Garden events, Facebook and YouTube, because we on both of them. And I'm your host, of course, Jay Rose. You can follow me at my crumble thoughts. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Thank you. Thank you.